Testing, 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 do you read? We in here! It's time for the Midday Man of Sports Podcast. I definitely made a boo-boo last week. And actually, I also have something really <laughs> funny, but at the same time, not so funny. Because I messed up last week. I don't know if you realize this. I convinced you to change your pick from Tampa Bay, or from Dallas to Tampa Bay, while we were doing the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Dallas ends up winning, and then Dallas ends up losing. <laughs> So I should apologize right now for uh, having you trust me in a pick for once and changing your pick. <laughs> uh, I was hoping for it. And I was wearing the Tom Brady jersey last week, but didn't work out. And, and you know, it's funny. We trusted Brady. We didn't trust the Buccaneers. We we trust Tom Brady in, in postseason. We don't trust the Buccaneers. So we fell into that trap yeah. last week for sure. Yeah, and now everyone's going to be certain that Brady's probably leaving. Everyone's talking about it. Well, did you see the new report today from uh, Adam Schefter? No, I didn't. What was it? So Adam Schefter posted – actually, I posted this on our uh, Facebook page today, uh, the Midday Man of Sports podcast, by the way, if you haven't looked at it. Uh, so on his podcast, Tom Brady's podcast, he was addressed by uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Jim Gray, when asked about his potential retirement. And I quote, if I knew what I was effing doing, I would have effing done it. <laughs> wow. I think he's a little angry, and I think he's a little upset about everyone asking him, well, are you going to retire? <laughs> well, because, you know, he, he just wants to be uh, considered as a football player like everyone else, but yet he's 45 going on 46, and like, well, aren't you just going to retire, you old man? Like, come on. We've, Besides, we've been waiting, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this for, like, years now. I mean, Peyton Manning retired seven years ago, and yet here you are still playing. And <laughs> you're, you're, at this point, going to be playing for the next several years. I mean, we're, everyone's going to be making memes on the Internet being like, it's the year 2072, and Tom Brady is going to be playing in his, like, 20th Super Bowl. <laughs> Against Joe Burrow. <laughs> or even, like, Patrick Mahomes' son. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes the third. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. So that's I mean, Brady unfortunately should should expect this stuff from media. I'm sorry, but you are 45. We don't know if you are going to retire. And again, it's a week after the season ended now. So obviously it's not enough time. You need more time to think about it. But I don't think he's going back to Tampa. That's for sure. I I do not think he's going back. I think they're in a big rebuild year. And I think Carolina Panthers are built better for winning that division now than they were a year or two ago. If they are going to keep Sam Darnold or not. Um, But I, yeah, I think the NFC South is just, it's a mess. Clearly they, they didn't do well to get in. First off, they didn't like, really mesmerize a lot of people like like two years ago when they won as a wild card they were good but 
they weren't. This year, they just weren't as good. They had a lot of injuries. Todd Bowles, again, as a head coach, and I think he's a great defensive coordinator. A lot of defensive coordinators don't make the best head coaching positions. I mean, a lot of the off, a lot of the coaches that are left standing are all offensive coordinators or offensive-minded coaches. I mean, Sean McDermott, which we'll talk about as the uh, as the divisional round matchup between the Bengals and the uh, the Bills, they got outmatched. And I think Todd Bowles is a really good coordinator. I do not think he's a good head coach. And I had him for at least four years with the Jets. I mean, he's the reason why we had Sam Darnold. I mean, we had his first year. He was good. And the Jets were 10 and 6, I believe. And unfortunately, Fitzpatrick could only threw three interceptions to the Bills. And that's why the Jets did not make it to the postseason that year. And that was the closest year that they've been to the playoffs. But it just, you know, is, I don't think he's a good coach or good head coach anyways. Yeah, well, he inherited a team that has a lot of different players, but from the last few years and then I mean once Brady's gone then you're going to have some guys go out the window because it's like well I'm not going to really want to stay here you'll have some guys here probably, for Brady yeah you may have some guys who may stay loyal maybe like Mike Evans because he's mm-hmm. been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for so long and I mean he's one of the more iconic players now he's actually really built up a good stat line he's actually like one of the top yeah. receivers of like the last uh, decade and also, yep. he's the only one who has really kind of at least stayed out of trouble off the field, at least, in a sense. Because you have Antonio Brown with his issues, and then DeAndre Hopkins got busted for steroids. And then you had uh, Julio Jones. He's just sort of faded away and just he's hasn't old. really been – Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's getting older too. So, But Mike Evans has at least been a reliable deep threat receiver. At least he's not like Josh Gordon from the Browns. Yeah, and I, I think he's getting another chance in, like, the XFL, I think. Is he really? How many more chances? He should just go to the Canadian Football League. <laughs> I thought, I'm trying to remember if he did, but, I mean, the, the XFL is coming back this year under oh. uh, the new ownership. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is bringing back oh. uh, the league. After it was uh, stopped because of the pandemic. And it's going to be interesting with spring football because you have the XFL and the USFL. Yeah, my wife, actually, we saw the um, the, the commercial for uh, the other day. She's like, oh, you're going to watch that? I'm like, no. <laughs> I just I can't. I could not get into it last year. I just couldn't. My my brain is already set to once April comes, it's the NBA playoffs. It's baseball season. And even that. I'm not really fully into baseball season unless the Yankees are playing against the Red Sox Other than that, or the Astros. It's the only two like series I'll watch early on. Other than that, don't care enough about it. And then we have March Madness just ending at that time. So it's literally NBA playoffs. That's the big thing. You go on to f- uh, baseball season around June. That's when you get more into that football season starting to heat up with the off season. And by the way, you also, the, you have the, uh, the draft that happens in March and April, whatever. So yeah, that's where my brain goes. I don't like having football in spring. It, it just ruins it for me. And their production is really terrible with it. They do way too much with their camera angles. Okay. I mean, I didn't really watch it last year, so I wasn't sure about the USFL. The X, 
the XFL, the the XFL on the other hand, I mean, I believe they're starting like right after the NFL is pretty much done, so they'll be catching it like a little better than the USFL because again, the USFL was right in the middle of the NBA playoffs, but they're at least doing something that the other spring football yeah. leagues didn't do. They made it to season two. That's true. That is, that is very true. Or like Arena League with uh, Kurt Warner when he was playing that back in the day. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know who you're listening to, this is the Midday Man of Sports podcast. Um, we've decided that we're changing our intro a little bit where it's it sounds more conversational and we're just kind of already in a mode of like talking. So we just kind of like press record and we go into it. And then eventually, like eight minutes later, we'll say, oh, by the way, this is the Midday Man of Sports podcast. Eric Miller alongside Noah Pegler. Um, we got a lot of good stuff to get to on the show. Uh, divisional round recap. Casey handles Jacksonville. Uh, Philly dominates the Giants. Sorry, bud. Um, Cincinnati cancels Bill's plans. And the New Year, the New Year's same story with Dallas and the Niners, which we'll get into. Of course, we will have uh, Stump Pegs, which I think I got a good one again this week. And the AFC and NFC Championship re- uh, preview. We'll talk about that. Um, so uh, let's talk about the, the Chiefs and the, and the Jacksonville Jaguars first. To me, when I'm watching this, it kind of feels like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Andy Reid, not saying that Andy Reid is on the same level as Bill Belichick, but it's like watching the old Patriots take on these up and starting uh, teams of the AFC. Like, yeah, we're going to play well. We got a good quarterback. We got receivers. We're not going anywhere. And then Kansas City's like, whoa, whoa, calm down here, little child. You're not, you're not on this level yet. You're not ready. Even with... Mahomes getting injured, which is a big factor going into the AFC Championship game because it's a high ankle sprain. That is something you don't really want to get because that's that's more affecting your mobility than your low ankle sprain, apparently. Uh, and I was talking to a few people today, and I even talked with a few Chiefs fans, and they're they're not really feeling comfortable with Mahomes right now. If Mahomes is not 100%, which it doesn't look like he is, there's a lot of people that are kind of nervous that Mahomes is going to be very questionable in that game against Cincinnati. A game against Jacksonville, though, they they handled their business. It was at home again, and it just seems like eventually Kansas City is going to be the New, New England Patriots. They're going to be hated soon. I, I have a feeling within the next two or three years, this is going to be a very – like, okay, we've seen this before. We've seen this story again. How many more times do we need to see Aunt, or Patrick Mahomes go right, throw on a side? Like, we've seen these before. Get, give us something else. Uh, I'm kind of bored watching them, not going to lie, because we've, it's just the same thing over and over. It's, it's junk passes that become big yards. That's all it is. It's the same thing with the New England Patriots years ago. You look at most of their film, it was junk passes that where someone made a mistake on the defensive side, they made you pay. And I like I'm not surprised that Kansas City won. I'm surprised that Jacksonville fought a little better than I thought, but Kansas City is still the number one team in the AMC. They proved it, and they're going to have their hands full this weekend against the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. For Kansas City, the fact that they are now going to their fifth straight 
AFC championship game. It's remarkable to think that this team has become the powerhouse of the AFC, considering back 10 years ago, they ended up with the number one draft pick. They were the worst team in the NFL where they were just downright awful. Their quarterback situation, they didn't even have Alex Smith and they didn't even have Andy Reid. They, once those guys came in, it really changed the feeling of that organization. And just looking at just where they were, that it was just not good in that division, considering how you had you were beaten by Phillip Rivers. You were beaten by teams like the Raiders, who were – I don't even know who their QB was in 2013. Uh, talk about the Wait, Raiders. But that, uh, the, I believe the that Raiders. was Carr, actually. I'm pretty sure that was Carr. Let me look real quick. No, I, no, I think Carr, Carr was drafted in, like, the 2014 draft. So I'm talking about, like, before, it was even before the Derek Carr era. And, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i trying to even see who Kansas City had. I mean, I would have to go back to 2012. But looking at this, uh, Kansas City, I mean, they ended up even winning this game with Patrick Mahomes having to come out of the game. Uh, they were yeah. fortunate enough. Yeah, had uh, Chad Henney who, you know, is from uh, the local Berks County area. I actually got to see him at a, one of the golf tournaments I got to work this past summer. So I think I got to see him, like, from a distance. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's because he, uh, he went to the Wilson High School out in uh, West Lawn. So he's uh, a local oh, in the nice. area. Okay. And, uh, so for the, but for this game, I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, only – uh, looking at how they played, uh, I mean, they were keeping up in ways on third downs. That was good enough. But total yards, I mean, they just got slightly beat. Uh, passing yards, I mean, it, it wasn't really that different. It's just that uh, you, they just fell apart in that second quarter where they allowed that touchdown. And then you're just seeing how uh, Jacksonville, didn't, they didn't give up. And you really got to think about where this team is going in Jacksonville, because mm-hmm. remember last year they had Urban Meyer as their coach. And you got to really think, what was Urban Meyer doing to this team? The culture in that locker room must have been so bad that I'm sure like it wouldn't be surprising if there was a report saying that like half the guys didn't show up to work the next day just because they, they wanted to at least have a happy day. Like how on earth does this team go from two and 11 to the very next year going to the divisional round under Doug Peterson? I mean, sure, Peterson is a good coach where he led the Eagles to a Super Bowl and won it for them, but Jacksonville's on the rise now. And then even how you Mm -hmm. mentioned, you know, people are getting uh, sick on the Chiefs winning over and over and over again. I I just want to point out, this is actually a good point in the AFC because we have a lot of young starring quarterbacks who are – prime and ready to dominate in the AFC who all have their good chances. Cause again, you have Josh Allen when, when he's got help. And then you have, uh, guys like, uh, Joe Burrow as well. Who's really stepping up. You have Lamar Jackson. Don't forget about him. He don't, he won nope. an MVP a few years ago and is looking to get a big contract this year. And then you have, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, who's still young. And if you give him some more playing time, I'm sure Cleveland will, make some noise here and there. And then you have Trevor Lawrence, who's finding his form. And then the fact that you also now have with Mahomes and Herbert coming into this uh, big 
story now. And then you still have Russell Wilson, who some people are hoping, hoping that Denver. <laughs> let's ride. Yes, let's ride, as they say. But let's ride. The, the AFC, I feel, could still be up for grabs because, I mean, you, you keep saying how people are going to be frustrated with Mahomes, but that's only if he wins. If, if he gets beat by Burrow again, I mean, it's going to be competitive. That's true. So you said the 2012 Oakland Raiders, right? Or was it the 2013-2014 Oakland Raiders? Well, I mean, I was talking about 2012. The, it was the year when the Chiefs had the number one pick in the draft. Okay. Because the quarterback for the Raiders in, in 2012 was Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, and, and Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Terrell Pryor. I remember that uh, guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, okay, yeah, here I am. Uh, and that's who – and they even tried to make him as a a receiver, by the way. They tried to make Pryor as a, as a wide receiver. <laughs> now, now, here's the crazy thing, though. Um, What was it? Uh, I looked at the 2012 Chiefs. It says that uh, their quarterback was uh, Matt Castle, and they had Jamal Charles as their running back. They had Dwayne Bowe as yep. their uh, wide receiver, and then uh, oh, he was fast. Yeah, and then their, their head coach was uh, Romeo Cornell, and uh, their offensive coordinator was Brian Dable. Wow, interesting. Yeah, huh. crazy how the far he's come. Coach. The head coach of the New York Giants. Interesting, because I knew he was on Alabama and I knew he was on New England, but I did not know he was with uh, Romeo Cornell. Interesting. Um, so, by the way, I, as I look at the whiteboard right now, I I know I got at least I got one wrong this past weekend. By the way, I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, you got Buffalo. You're wrong. Yeah. And and. You got the Giants wrong, so. Um, oof. Oof. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry. Yeah, but didn't you have Tampa Bay? Like, come on. <laughs> I did, but here's the thing. I had Kansas City, I had Cincinnati, and I had Philadelphia winning. So even, And I gave myself the L for the, uh, the Tampa Bay. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if you can see up here, but I did give myself the L right here. For uh, the loss, because obviously Tampa Bay lost in the wild card round, which you know, I I trusted Brady, not anyone else. That's what we already talked to him. But uh, speaking of other losses, let's talk about that Saturday night game. What were you feeling when you kept watching the Eagles score and score and score, and you guys couldn't move the ball at all? It was rough watching it. Not gonna lie. I think I almost dozed off a few times. I'm glad that I had a few days to cool off about it. And <laughs> for the, it hurts, it hurts yeah. losing to it to the playoffs, but it hurts more when you lose to Philly, a rival yeah. that, again, I, I've, I've said it before, I dislike Philly more than I dislike Dallas, mainly because I've had uh, – yeah. Tough experiences with Eagles fans, and even my own brother was texting me stuff about the game on on the weekend. But looking at how we played, we just 
at our problems of not yep. being good on offense. Uh, they they played hard on defense. And this Philadelphia team, they still have a lot of key contributors from their Super Bowl, mm-hmm. especially that offensive line that they keep praising, like Kelsey and Lane Johnson. I mean, it's surprising yep. that Lane Johnson got an all-pro nod. I mean, I thought Eagle fans always give him crap for all the stuff he does, but yet here he ends up being considered one of the best linemen in the NFL. And then they still have guys like uh, Sweat and uh, Quinn. They they got Robert Quinn in the trade deadline. And then like I yep. like the fact that the, the fact that this Eagles team is built with good defensive players. The fact that they have Quinn, they have Darius Slay on the on the corner, and then they have Chauncey Gardner Johnson from the Saints, who apparently has had a big step-up year. And here, the Eagles just played better than us. Uh, it helped that they had the extra rest. So the yeah. fact that they were, they, they were able to prepare. Also, the fact is is that the, the last two games have been against the Giants. They played us in Week 17, and then they played us again. So they have to play a different opponent at some point. So the, the, they got so used to Brian Dable and – uh, Kafka's scheme on offense. Uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, everyone knew that the Giants needed to at least have a similar performance from Minnesota in order to win this game. Just didn't happen. 15 for 27. Threw an interception. He got sacked five times. He got pressured hard. And yeah, he did. It just didn't work. And Saquon Barkley got held to 61 yards. But, I mean, he needed help from other areas. I mean, Richie James, he ended up with 51 yards and seven receptions. And for this, I mean, it it just feels uh, it's not disappointing because let's face it, every single person who looked at the NFL this year did not expect the New York Giants to even make it this far. Everyone's prediction about the Giants this year yeah. was win maybe five to seven games, miss the playoffs, say goodbye to Daniel Jones and whoever else. And we're going to try and draft some quarterback or change up the system. But now everyone's talking about Barkley is back and Daniel Jones actually has improvement. He didn't turn the ball over as much this year. He actually only had like five or six interceptions at the uh, end of the regular season. And he only fumbled like five or six times as well. So he cut that in half. He only had 15 touchdown passes, but I mean, it, it's it, you have to improve somewhere under a new coach, and it shows that Brian Dable was able to make the most out of his first year. And the fact that we actually won a playoff game this year. I mean, pe- people talk about what makes a great football team. People talk about Super yeah. Bowl runs, but yet most people just think about playoff games most often as like if you win mo- if you win multiple playoff games, they give you credibility. I mean, that's why they keep praising the Green Bay Packers year in, year out, even though that Super Bowl was over like 12 years ago. And yet Rodgers is considered – people call Rodgers the GOAT. And yet here, again, they just keep making it – they just win simple playoff games. But yet that's what people get praised for. And the Eagles did that. And then also I got to figure out this one report. There was a report saying that the uh, hotel the Giants stayed at had a water pipe burst. I heard about and that. And apparently they couldn't shower or flush their toilets. I mean, really? <laughs> right before a playoff game, we do our best to yeah. try and be prepared. And Philly's hotels apparently are so awful. Oh, it's Philadelphia, so I mean, did you even want to shower in that sludge? <laughs> no, no. 
But again, it, it it's a small things, but at the end of the day, I mean, a blowout loss will hurt, but we'll move yeah. on and that the Eagles were just a better team. And it's hard to say that Nick Sirianni is looking like an outstanding coach, considering everyone thought that the Eagles would be falling apart. And yet now everyone's saying Howie Roseman's a genius, the GM, even though Eagles fans wanted him fired years ago. A couple years ago. But yep. Now the Eagles have full advantage, just like in 2017. They don't have to leave Philly. I don't know. I think they've actually haven't played a road game since they played the Cowboys on Christmas Eve because I think they were home for the Saints. They were home for the Giants. Yep. So they don't. Have, they, they they just get very fortunate with not having to leave Philadelphia in these certain runs. And you know some teams are just lucky that way. But Philadelphia, at the end of the day, they beat us. They beat us on offense. I am tired of hearing the name Boston Scott every time we played them because people are calling him the giant killer, even though he only scored one touchdown. But, but he then, has like 19 career. Well, no, he has 19 career touchdowns, but 11 of them against you guys. Yeah, but then also, I mean, it, let, let's face it, the, the Eagles have better receivers than us. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, at the tight end, at the tight end game, I mean, they went from Zach Ertz to Dallas Goddard. That's like a great transition. And, I mean, yeah. we had Evan Ingram catch a ball, and yet he, he's going off to Jacksonville. And then you look at the guys. They, they got A.J. Brown in a trade because Tennessee obviously wanted to get rid of him. And then they, I just also got to remember that Devontae Smith, that one guy from Alabama, they got him because yeah. they, got, they decided to trade with – the Cowboys, they decided to pretty much trade with their equivalent of the devil. So <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's a hard loss to swallow, but I'm glad uh, we ha- at least got to the postseason that, that, and we could build off of this. I've, so I've said enough. Obviously. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> the floor was yours, Noah. <laughs> See, I think it's a tale of, like, or New York, they showed themselves the last two games. They're really, really good, or they're really, really bad. And, like, they were extremely great and prepared for the Minnesota Vikings, a team that they played well against earlier on as well in the season. However, in the division, just like last weekend against the Ravens and the Bengals, the Ravens and Bengals are team are built to beat each other other teams and I don't care if it's Huntley I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson you're you're gonna play because it's in the division and you somehow play a higher elevation when it's in the division for the Giants they're not on the Philadelphia Eagles level I mean the fact that the Eagles made it to the playoffs last year they get destroyed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that wild card game it kind of showed them like okay we got something here, but what do we need more of? Let's get A.J. Brown. Let's get uh, Gardner. Let's get uh, – we already had Slay at this point. Let, let, let's – you know, they made the right choices. Let's let's de- let's build up on our defensive line and our defensive pressure and blitz. I mean, the fact that 
they had the most blitzes in their in the NFL. And I think the the second team was the Chiefs, and it was like a 15 sack margin difference between the Eagles and the Chiefs defensively. I mean, they just flat out attack, 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 and it just seems like the Giants they they surprised a lot of people. The fact that they made it to the playoffs. That's a surprise. You beat the second best, well, the third best team. So the third, fourth, I don't remember anymore. You beat the Vikings, third best team in the NFC. Okay, but we kind of weren't sure about the Vikings anyways because it's Kirk Cousins. Can he play a big game? Can he play big games and win? No, he cannot. And for some reason, like Dak, like we learned last night against the Niners, they're, all, they're in the same tier that they're good. But they just can't win and elevate themselves uh, in the in the matchup. The Giants are good, and it was a huge surprise that they made it to the postseason. The Eagles are that much better, and the gap isn't even close. The Eagles, I feel, has separated themselves for the next two or three years. Now we'll see what AJ Brown is going to do because I I have a feeling that he is going to ask for a little too much and want ball a little too much more and it's going to create friction between smith and brown and i think both of them are hands down two top like five receivers in the game right now but eventually brown is going to ask for more and that's going to cause friction for the eagles but i think the eagles right now are built to win and go to a super bowl this year i don't think they're going to win but they're they're built to it and they just showed listen and i I know a lot of people are saying I was I was listening to some Eagles fans over the weekend um, say that, well, I heard that the Giants, when you play them a third time or when you not just the Giants, but when you play a team the third time in the playoffs, that team's automatically going to win. It's not always the case. It's not. The Giants knew that. Listen, we're here. This is just a building step. I feel that they could take a leap just like the Eagles did, took a leap last year, just like the Giants can this year. What do we need? Are we actually going to go with Daniel Jones? I think they are. We need to sign Saquon Barkley to a bigger contract. And obviously we've read reports that he wants to stay. So that's a big part. We need receivers. You guys need receivers. At least the one thing that the Jets have, they got Corey Davis. They got Garrett Wilson. They got uh, Elijah Moore, if he stays or not. They got receivers. You guys definitely need receivers because that's another big thing. The gap between the Eagles and the Giants. Their receivers are here. Your receivers kind of under because they're good, but they're not talented like Brown. Devontae Smith, who is a former Heisman Trophy winner, and even uh, Watkins. I think he's, what, the cousin of Sammy Watkins or the brother of Sammy Watkins? One of Marquez the two. Watkins or something? Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, somehow related to Sammy Watkins. Uh, that He's a good player, and he's fast. So I think the Eagles proved we're that much better than everyone else in that division. Um. But uh, a few more things I just want to—I just want to say, of course, because uh, again, with Philly having their core, I mean, they at least have guys like Fletcher Cox and big names that at least stayed with the Eagles. The Giants, I mean, we didn't have anything because we we get the we get the stupidest luck with injuries and players. I'm I mean, our biggest defensive player was Jason Pierre-Paul, but then he gets his fingers blown off in a firework accident, and then. He's gone off now to Baltimore, and then 
our then even our guys like now, like Xavier McKinney, like we're on our bye week, we're seven and two, and he goes to Cabo and breaks his hand. And I think there was even a report that he could have actually almost lost part of his hands. We need to literally put in our contracts, do not do any tasks, hobbies, or anything where there's at least a 50% chance you might actually lose a body part in the process. Or limb. Something. Like, it's ridiculous. And we even had or. a running back. We, we've had a running back who, bro- who hurt his neck, David Wilson, after like only playing five years of football, so we had we were pretty much stuck at that position with having to try and figure it out, and so we just have problems with that. And then also, Giants play in one of the toughest divisions in football in the regular season at times because Dallas is good in the regular season, but chokes in the <laughs> chokes in the freaking postseason. And then Philly, I mean, they keep finding like the pretty much the magic genie bottle somewhere, and yet keep coming back to life and. Every so often, Washington, you know, ends up uh, striking gold at the like eleventh hour. But and keep but in it, mind, with Washington, by the way, Chase Young will be back. That's going to be a huge help for the Commanders. Well, we'll see. I mean, especially with their quarterback situation, because they might be going to Sam Howell next year. And I thought it was going to go with uh, what's his face, Heineke. Heineke, well, they can't even commit to him. I mean, don't you remember? Uh, Rivera's like, oh, we're going to play Wentz in the Browns game. I mean, apparently uh, That's true. Rivera didn't even know that you can get eliminated in that game. And yet, so. <laughs> that was true. It, a- anyway, I mean, the fact that, like, we have to play in one of the toughest divisions with lots of history and players who play hard. But yet, you know, the Packers, I mean, they, they had to deal with Detroit and Chicago, who are down in the dumps like five to ten years throughout a decade. And then you have – the South, it's kind of inconsistent every year. I mean, the, the, NFC, the NFC West, I mean, I can't really say anything about that. That division is like a beast. I mean, the fact that those teams make it so far in the playoffs every year. But, yep. I mean, we have Dallas and Philly, one of the two of the craziest fan bases and two of the toughest football teams at times. And as for New York, but I'm just glad to be back talking about football. At least we're winning because I spent the last six years of like, well, this just sucks. Yeah, well, now you know how I feel in the last decade with Jets. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on. Cincinnati canceled the Bills plans. And I, I had to say Joe Burrow is becoming my favorite quarterback right now. I don't know if you saw the uh, the postgame report or postgame interview with Tracy Wolfson yesterday. The first question she asked was, did you guys think that you were getting overlooked with the neutral site AFC championship game? And his reaction or his comment was, I guess you can uh, refund those tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow is Joe Cool, and I love it. I I am at like first off, I love LSU Tigers as much. Anyways, like I like LSU, I like Georgia, I just don't like Alabama. But um, I I have always liked Joe Burrow, even when he was in Ohio State, he wasn't utilized the right way. This guy. <laughs> He, they, they made some comparisons to him, and I don't think you can compare him, but there's two comparisons. I think that one was right from Tony Romo yesterday's game was Peyton, Manica, Peyton Manning-esque. And I remember watching Peyton Manning back in the day. <clears throat> I remember him. He was the one that utilized the no huddle a lot, and they would always have the calls 
kind of at the line of scrimmage ready when you play and that's what the that's how they prepare on the on the um the sideline so when they went no huddle it was really kind of fun to watch like oh no no we're gonna change this play you go over here you go over here we're gonna do this instead so that i understood and joe burrow also has this brady mentality where keep doubting me i'm gonna prove you wrong keep saying like oh you guys are overlooking us. You guys are preparing for the Bills and the Chiefs. And I remember talking to some friends of mine over the weekend before or on Friday where I was like, you know, it just seems like the NFL really wants to have this neutral site AFC championship game. I would not be surprised if the calls didn't go but the Bills' way because the NFL is pushing for the Bills and the Chiefs in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And a friend of mine who's a Chiefs fan was like, I could see that happening. I mean, let's face it. We knew back in the day with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, the NFL was pushing the the Patriots and the Colts. Now, some may argue well, that's not true. But we'll look at some of the calls because there were a lot of calls that Peyton Manning never got or always got. But then when he played against New England, we, he would never get those calls. That's a whole another side report. It just felt like, I mean, Joe Burrow right now, you, you can't question that guy. You can't. Uh, you can't doubt this guy because he's going to prove you wrong every time. And for the Bills, maybe they're mentally tired. Maybe they're physically tired. I don't really know. I mean, the last couple weeks for them have been really draining for them. Almost losing DeMar Hamlin on the field, not playing that game. Um, Not who knows, like when you're going through something tough at home, who knows what the, what that's going to do to you mentally. And it sucks, but I just don't think they, they were ready for the Cincinnati Bengals because they were overlooking them and saying, okay, well, when we win, we're going to be playing in the Mercedes Benz dome. You can't do that to the Bengals. You can't do that to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's going to eat you alive. And it proved it. They were ready 14, nothing going into the second quarter in the second quarter. And it took the, the bills until about midway, almost the end of the second quarter to get some points. The bills just look out of sync. And it also shows the bills need a running back. This is why I said earlier on the year, they should have got Christian McCaffrey. The 49ers didn't need Christian McCaffrey. The bills needed Christian McCaffrey because having a playmaker like that, like Singletary is a good, a good back. Uh, Naeem Himes is a good special special teams specialist having a good running back like Christian McCaffrey, who obviously now we're seeing is carrying the load with the Niners. That would have been huge for the bills that would have given Josh Allen more time in the pocket. Cause Oh, I could just dump it off, off to Christian. He's going to make it five or seven yard play or even make it a bigger play. That's why you need a running back. And this is the reason why your quarterback should not be leading in rushing because the, then I remember, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, a reporter asked Josh Allen, do you think this, like, do you think it's a problem that you're leading in rushing? No, I don't. Well, it is because you can't, you cannot run and you cannot play. You seem, you, they just seemed out of gas. They didn't seem like they were ready. The Bengals are ready. And the, by the way, they're, they're going to their second straight AFC championship game. I don't think you can call Josh Allen a big time player yet until he wins the big time games. When you go to a Super Bowl, then you could be known as a big time player. I think we're jumping the gun on him. And I think the system is flawed in a Buffalo. I think they're built for the AFC East. I don't think they're built. And I don't also think that they saw Cincinnati Bengals coming or being this good this early quick. 
uh, I think the Bengals have proven that. Listen, you put you get a good quarterback, you get a good system. This is what's going to happen. Successful follow. And I don't think the Bills or the Chiefs are ready for Burrow and the Bengals to be the top team. Now, again, this is also, by the way, without Lamar Jackson being 100% in the AFC North, if he comes back, now we're talking four teams right there, Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, and Bills. But I, if, you're gonna, if you were telling me to rank them, I would make it Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, then Bills because I just don't believe that the Bills are ready or they don't have the right system right now. So this game proved so many things with uh, the AFC. I mean, it was certainly good to see DeMar Hamlin at the game because, remember, these two teams were mm-hmm. supposed to play each other a few weeks ago, and then yep. the DeMar Hamlin incident happened, and this postponed the game. And so they, they played this game now in Buffalo, and they look at how this game went. And I will say, uh, you were right, Eric, about the whole run game situation with uh, – what happened to Buffalo? It, I love it. Sir, Wait, can you say that one more time? I never hear it enough. And I'm going to yeah, write you, this you, as the title of our show. You, you got way. it on tape already. So. <laughs> Besides, you'll probably get me in stump pegs in a minute. So let's just keep going. That's true, actually. That's coming up. Too. <laughs> All right. So, so Joe Burrow ended up winning this game. But then back to, with, with Mixon, yes, Mixon dominated on the run. And especially in the snowy conditions, uh, I was finally glad to see a snow game. Uh, Same. For for my wife the other day, she's like, I don't like that. No, snow and football go together. This is why spring and football don't go well. Just saying. (laughs) Yesterday's game proved snow and football go well, not spring and football. Snow and football is good. And so for – Buffalo, they they were just out of reach from the get go, um, and Buffalo yep. came firing on all cylinders. They scored on those drives that they needed, and I think that this kind of game certainly uh, made the decision where Burrow is better than Allen. I think uh, if Allen won this game, mm-hmm. everyone would be talking about how great Josh Allen is. But yet, Joe Burrow has really taken over this league as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And I mean, yep. you got some people debating that he's better than Mahomes simply because he's beaten Mahomes before, and not yet. That's what people. That's what people are going to be debating. I mean, I, honestly, it's like uh, I feel there's a lot of people who uh, aren't Bengal fans, but they're Joe Burrow fans. They they follow this guy because they love him and respect him. If I had to compare him to anyone like other athletes, I consider him like the Conor McGregor of uh, the NFL. Like the fact that McGregor had like a strong following of like fans from Ireland and all that. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not a, I the biggest, a little bit. I'm, I'm not the biggest UFC guy, but yet I'm, it was, it's I just the fact UFC. that it's just the fact that people just love Joe Burrow. And now, I mean, you're looking at how this Bengals team is. I mean, they got named players on the offense. The fact that you're looking at Jamar Chase and, I mean, you have T. Higgins helping out as well. Uh, You have uh, Hurst, who ends up uh, getting a touchdown and had five receptions for 59 yards. And looking at some of these defensive players, I mean, you had uh, Hendrickson along with – you have guys like uh, Bates the third and – Taylor Britt, I think, actually had a pretty good game overall uh, for the Bengals. And I was thinking that a few years ago that uh, Zach Taylor was going to get the boot. And yet here we are. People, he's starting to gain his credibility as a head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. And 
it's different um, being a fan where I, I grew up seeing the Bengals as just a smaller team and not doing much in the playoffs. And yet here they are. Yep. They're starting to build up in the AFC as a top team. And they, they, they're fortunate enough again where Mahomes isn't looking too healthy, at least not 100 percent. They're going to say he's going to play, but I it's, it's – certainly going to be lingering in the back of the mind of Patrick Mahomes seeing that he's injured and Cincinnati is going to come into this game hungry knowing that they have a chance to go to back-to-back Super Bowls and this time they're hoping that they could try and win it knowing that they've been there before they know what to expect and they got a year under their belt but Cincinnati they play hard and I will say, I mean, the fact that Joe Burrow, he, he has that confidence. Some people have mm-hmm. it right out of the gate, and some people don't. They find it later in line. But yet, Joe Burrow's just been uh, the guy who's really changed the, the culture in Cincinnati. And yet, yep. I mean, it's definitely put the spotlight on that organization. I mean, they, they renamed their own stadium mainly because of him, because they knew yep. they were going to have to pay his big boy contract in the next few years. And... Yep. So since there, because there's no way Cincinnati's letting them walk away because Bengal no. fans will literally riot the stadium if that happens if they let Joe Burrow go to another team and Joe Burrow certainly worked his way up as just this top quarterback in the league and I'm yep. it wouldn't surprise me by this time next year we're talking about him possibly winning an MVP he I mean because Mahomes has won an MVP and people were talking about how Allen was going to win the MVP but we'll see how uh, Burrow fares in this final stretch to try and make the big name for himself to try and bring Cincinnati their first Super Bowl yeah and it's it's really interesting too because like I mean, I would love Joe Burrow to be in uh, New York with the Jets. I think that'd be great, but it's never going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Cincinnati Bengals took this team and this league by storm right now. And not many people. I mean, the fact that what was it, his rookie year, they won one or two games. And then all of a sudden Burrow comes back. He's healthy. Mixon's healthy. Now they're contending. And again, by the way, it's back-to-back years that Lamar Jackson has been really playing for the Baltimore Ravens. And I think he is seeing like, hey, you're a top guy in the AFC. I can be a top guy in the AFC. You're down. Who else is going to take the the stick? The Browns aren't going to take the stick. The Steelers are – I think the Steelers are going to be a well-rounded team coming up in a little bit. But they need to work on a little bit things right now i think they have the quarterback and i think they have the receivers it's just and they obviously have the the running back they just need to work on their defense be the skill the steel curtain defense once again i think they're gonna be fine um but i think the Bengals right now are built the only problem is who are you gonna pay you're gonna pay chase you're gonna pay higgins because you're gonna let one of them go and i don't think it's gonna be chase i think it's gonna be higgins that's gonna be i need a big contract and i know you're not gonna pay me the way i want so i'm out yeah because burrow's Uh, gonna so burrow's gonna vouch for uh jamar chase i I have a feeling because there was yeah i mean they played burrow was influential with uh yep so it's it's going to be the same thing. Um, <laughs> New year, same story with the Dallas and the 49ers. I, my wife is a Cowboys fan. She even knew. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any of this. <laughs> she even watched the game. She's like, yeah, I knew that was going to come. I have no faith in this team. 
She doesn't even watch football that much because she watches it with me. But she's like, you really think I'm going to pay attention to the Cowboys or I'm going to pay attention to this game? I don't care about this. I know. I'm already knowing that they're going to lose. I've already accepted defeat. And she was not wrong. And again, it's what the heck was that last play that the uh, the Dallas Cowboys were doing? What is this? The 2014 or 2015, 2016 Colts when they did that stupid fourth and two and it went nowhere on Sunday night football. And I only remember that because we were on our honeymoon for that game. <laughs> we literally just got to our cabin in Tennessee. I turned the game on and I'm like, huh? Oh. And my wife was like, is that a football play? I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was bad. But, man, like, the Niners, the Niners look so good right now. They really do. It's it's very tough to go, to go against them. And I, they, they got McCaffrey. They got their defense. They got their, uh, they got the coach, you know. Like, ah, they're they're looking like the same team last year, and they're ready. And it seems like last year's loss is going to propel them to a Super Bowl. Now, I'm not sure. We haven't got to our predictions yet, but the Niners just look so good. Dallas, you rely on CeeDee Lamb. You need another receiver. That's why you worked so well last year when you had uh, – what's his face? From, that's on the Browns right now. You know who I'm talking about. Um, Cooper. Yes, thank you. Cooper, I could not think of the dang name. Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Now you just have C.D. They need help. And unfortunately, the worst part was when they lost Tony Pollard. Because now you're realizing, oh, crap. Now we have to realize we have to be more with or rely more on Ezekiel Elliott. They don't seem like they're brought into Ezekiel Elliott as much anymore. All right. So, I mean, it was fun. Uh, seeing Dallas lose again. Uh, that's a, that at least made my weekend knowing that at least we Best made it as far as the Cowboys and for the New York or not New York, sorry, Dallas. But uh, I like how S- Stephen A. I mean, did his old video laughing his butt off. And then uh, it was funny because uh, when uh, yeah, Dan Orlovsky and Michael Irvin, uh, defending Dak on his uh, character, and then uh, what? Uh, yeah, Stephen A. being like, hey, like, stop mentioning his character. What do you want, a cookie <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, it was I, funny. I was shocked to see that. Isn't Stephen A. like the biggest Cowboys fan? And he was excited. He w- did he not pick them to win? Did he already well, no, Stephen, Steve, Stephen A is not a Cowboy fan. Um, I mean, Skip Bayless oh, is the Cowboy fan. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, uh, but Stephen A, I mean, he laughs his butt off every time the Cowboys uh, lose. And that he does. <laughs> that's what a lot of people, uh, I think, just look forward to every year. And uh, But then you look at how uh, Prescott performed. I mean, 206 yards. He had a touchdown, but two interceptions. People are coming down hard on him because you missed all – those games like five games this year but yet you ended up leading the league in like interceptions <laughs> that's not a good sign the fact that he's no. getting paid all that, he's getting paid all that money to play for dallas and you can't even get past brock Purdy, a rookie quarterback who was selected last in his Mr. draft last who was the third string quarterback who was thrown into this and yet you can't even win i mean it's ridiculous and you look at how D- Dallas is. They 
just did not show up in that second half. And you got to think it's, it's just an entire team effort. I mean, the fact that they Mm -hmm. lost that game, I mean, the defense uh, had a hard time stopping uh, George Kittle. I mean, that, that bobble play off the face mask. I mean, that was unbelievable. The fact that he caught that, because I've seen, I've seen most guys just playing drop it and that play, (laughs) the fact that they eventually scored a touchdown on it was big. And it helps that they had McCaffrey. I mean, he only had 35 rushing yards, but he also contributed with 22 receiving yards as well. And, it helps that you also had Devo Samuel for 45 yards. It was mostly Kittle. He had fun. And even when you, he was staring at that really camera, did. he was smiling and everything. It was just <laughs> – he's a, he's a wild personality, and yet people love it. And yep. for San Francisco, it, it, this is the third time they get to go to the NFC Championship game in the last four years. It, I mean, th- yep. this is just establishing why the 49ers are considered one of the greatest franchises in football. The fact that they've been able to build up a good system with good coaches and good players. And they, they have a chance to try and get back to another Super Bowl. But for Dallas, yep. that, that last – the, the last uh, drive, the fact that you had Dalton Schultz, he, he went out of bounds the wrong way. The clock went rolling again. And Stupid. You lost all that time. And then you try to get a quick pass out to him to the sideline. He only got one foot in bounds. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> and then you're – and, I mean, you also look at some of the other players. I mean, Michael Gallup, three targets, zero catches. I mean – you, cho- you chose him over Amari Cooper. Use him. Yep. You yep. Sure, CeeDee C- Lamb went off with 117 yards, but he can't do it by himself. And Noah Brown's not that guy. You brought in T.Y. Hilton just to sort of help out as like a fourth option or a third option if you need it. But Michael Gallup was supposed to be having a bigger role in that system. It didn't work. And everyone's criticizing Dallas for that last play. The fact that you had – we're going to have Zeke up the middle. You're going to hike it off the uh, deck, and then he throws he it to Turpin, blasted. and slam, right to the ground. And it would have been much better if you just did a Hail Mary, and it fell like 30 yards short and, you know, could have lateraled it for a bit. You at least would have had a better chance. I mean – that, some people just call it embarrassing. I don't think this – embarrassing-wise, it's not as embarrassing as last year. Last year was awful. The fact that you had a chance That's to win true. the game and you decided to uh, run the ball at the middle and you ran out of time. That was more pathetic. This year, it's the fact that you just didn't play up to the expectations and it just felt deflated. And I, I you got to think who's going to be more to blame. I, they're not going to take away Dak. They're committed to him. Yeah. Surprise me if they parted with uh, Kellen Moore. I, I think uh, some people are uh, skeptic about Kellen Moore. Seeing uh, with his offense, it's like I mean, you're you're in the playoffs now. You got to be a little more consistent with the coordinator position. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure Jerry's going to stay committed to uh, to Mike McCarthy because you think so? He, I mean, certain certain head coaches stay uh, with uh, Mike with Jerry Jones. They usually stay committed to those kind of guys. I mean, unless they, they're they just big disagreements. I mean, how else do you explain Jason Garrett keeping his job for about a decade? Because yeah, that's true. in the end, he, he wasn't always the best coach, and yet he ended no. up getting 
almost an infinite amount of tries. And it, he had pretty much Jones waited until McCarthy was available in order to finally yeah. bring him on. And some people think, well, you know, this, if uh, the Cowboys could redo it, they'd be like, oh, well, they should have waited for Sean Payton instead. Well, they can't. They're going to stay. I think they're going to stay committed to Mike McCarthy. The big question is also with the defense, Dan Quinn. If he leaves, I think that's a big blow to uh, Dallas because well, he's probably going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, I, I felt last year when they saw when they said that Dan Quinn was going to stay, I thought that was uh, a good decision because the fact that he was able to coach that defense and they have good yep. players. They have Van Der Esch, they have Dexter Law, uh, no Demarcus Lawrence, uh, who's yep. a very good player. Uh, they have Travon and Diggs, Mike who's kind of in, inconsistent, but yes, big player Micah Parsons, and that you have Dallas. With their own issues on the offense, but I will say uh, Zeke looks like his time's running out in Dallas. I mean, I never thought I would see yep. him go out the door first, but it's unfortunate because everyone was talking about how he was a one of the top running backs, but he's not even considered a number one option. They prefer Tony Pollard, who unfortunately suffered that very uh, rough injury, and that certainly hurt Dallas's chances. Yep. They also may need a new kicker because Maher ended up missing that uh, extra point as well. But didn't he make a couple others after? <laughs> he he made like two field he goals. He was fine afterwards. But we'll see. I mean, they may still need a new kicker. Yeah. That and again, teams that are actually are built and you know that they have minor flaws have moved on. Teams that have a lot of question marks lost. But literally, that you can sum up this past weekend just by that statement. The t- like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philly, San Francisco, their flaws are less noticeable as they are as like the Giants and the the Cowboys and um, the Bills, you know. And I mean, even the Jags, like they're there's they're just really young. That's their fault. That's their flaw right now. But I still think the teams that have won, they're they're built to win. And they're built to win now. The teams that didn't, well, they lost. So we are going to stump pegs right now before we do our uh, championship preview. And this is always a fun part of the show. We got to stump them last week, so that's really good. We got on the board for the first time this year. Um, Question is, there have been uh, quite a few rookie quarterbacks to lead their team to conference championships. How many rookie quarterbacks have led their team to a conference championship? Again, multiple choice, as always, for Noah, because we like to try to make it easier for him. The numbers are three, seven, five, or nine. I don't know if you've seen this today, but uh, it's been going around on social media. So there have been a good amount of number of rookie quarterbacks to lead their team to a conference championship. How many uh, quarter? How many rookie quarterbacks has it been? Is it three? Five, seven, or nine? Uh, man. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with three. Three. Final answer. Final answer. Woo-hoo! We stumped him again. <laughs> Final. The correct answer is five. And so here's the fun thing, right? 
So back in 1999, this, again, this is before your time, uh, there was a second-round draft pick named Sean King who led his team to the NFC Championship game. They lost, but they ended up making it to the NFC Championship game. 2004, Big Ben against the New England Patriots. He did it. Four years later, Joe Flacco did it in uh, 2008 against Big Ben and the uh, Steelers. The next, the very next year, the Jets quarterback, Mark Sanchez, did it in 09 against, do you know who the quarterback was he went against? Uh, that was uh, Peyton Manning. Yep. And uh, that happened. And then, last but not least, Brock Purdy. 2022 Mr. Irrelevant has made it to the NFC Championship game. Another interesting stat, by the way. This isn't the first time that Jalen Hurts and uh, Brock Purdy have played against each other. You have to go back to 2019, November 9th of 2019, college, by the way. Jalen Hurts had had 341 total yards and five touchdowns. Brock Purdy. 337 total yards, six touchdowns. It was Iowa State versus Boomer Sooners. So this oh, is yeah, not their I mean, first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing with uh, the fact that now we're talking about Iowa State now having a quarterback in the NFL at like the top <laughs> level. I mean, but it just goes to show that great quarterbacks in the NFL, they don't all come from the same school. It ultimately yeah. depends on how they develop at that next level because Burrow is from LSU. Mahomes is from Texas tech and you sure have a bunch of guys from Oklahoma and Alabama, like Hertz and Mayfield. And then you have Alabama with Jones and Tua, but you still have guys all over the place from either Cal or USC or Mm -hmm. even Michigan. Yes. Tom Brady, Michigan. Yeah, Ohio State, I mean, they they bring guys out, but they don't stick. That's kind of a problem. It's more of a receiving school now. That is for sure. It's a a receiving school or defensive player school because I'm trying to think. Didn't Bosa come from Ohio State? For sure. Or Wisconsin, one of the two. I know J.J. was from Wisconsin. Yeah, J.J. was from Wisconsin. I miss him so much. Sad he's retiring. It's it's worth it. So now we have to do our predictions because I clearly do not have one of my predictions. And by the way, you don't have one of your predictions up anymore either. Look at that. You had Buffalo. Yeah, so are even. Yeah, so our Super Bowl predictions are even. I, uh, I also want to mention that, uh, of course, I uh, did post the video uh, of my dog uh, making the picks. And yeah, what is your I dog's believe- record now, by the I I think uh, I got I think she went two and two because uh, she did pick the Eagles and I think she picked the 49ers too, but I know she picked uh, Jacksonville and Buffalo, so that was wrong. So she's four and five, right? Or four and six? Uh well, she went uh, I think two and four last week and then two and two this week, so yeah, four and six I think is accurate. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, I am now three and one this week, which means I am uh, seven and three. You are uh, two and two, two, I think. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you went. You're six and four for the for our playoff predictions. Um, so let's do our our uh, AFC. 
I, I'm sticking with Cincinnati. I just am. And now with Mahomes' injury, one wrong move, one wrong move could make this a very a very bad game for uh, for Mahomes. So I'm going to go with uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And they are the, the class champions right now in AFC. So I'm sticking with them. I think they are still the team to beat in the AFC because they're healthy. I'll do respect to Kansas City, but it's not looking good with the Mahomes injury. I mean, they, they proved everyone wrong with uh, the fact that they didn't need Tyreek Hill, but I'm going with the Bengals this time. I, uh, I, I, I've i been on the Burrow hater wagon for a bit now. I mean, I, I, I haven't really been the biggest Burrow fan, but I will say I, the guy's good. You got to admit mm-hmm. it. And he's he's top quality in the NFL. So I think the uh, the Burrow Bengal bandwagon is going all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. For the uh, oh yeah, I should actually uh, erase that part too. So for the NFC side, you're sticking with the 49ers, I'm assuming, because a it's the Philadelphia Eagles, and b uh, you just don't want to go for the, the Eagles. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to be quite honest, the only reason I had San Fran was because I'd rather pick I'd rather pick the Giants over the Eagles, but there it didn't happen. And now you're looking at it, San Francisco. They they've been fortunate to make it this far, but I think that Philadelphia is going to have a uh, their day, and they did it. They did it last time. Remember, they beat Minnesota 38 to seven at home, and here they are. They're going to home against Brock Purdy. I mean. I, it's like, can the Eagles at least have somebody tough to play? Because their last Super Bowl run, they took on Matt Ryan and Case Keenum. And here they are. They get Daniel Jones, who finally had a breakout year. And you're taking on Brock Purdy, of all people. It's not Aaron Rodgers or Brady in his prime or even. It's just like Philly gets so fortunate with these runs. But yet, I think it's going to be Philadelphia and Cincinnati. And. We'll see uh, if I if I even get that right. I won't predict a winner yet. I am predicting San Francisco and uh, Cincinnati. Honestly, I'm going since I'm going San Francisco. And yes, you're right. For some reason, for some weird reason, the Eagles never have to play against a really good quarterback. However, I don't think they're they've actually had to face a good defense. And I think their offense can match up well against the Eagles offense. I mean, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got George Kittle. That's th- and Christian McCaffrey. Four guys I would take McCaffrey over Sanders. I would definitely take Debo over AJ Brown. I would take uh I, I think I would take Smith slightly over Ayuk, but I would take George Kittle over Dallas Goddard any day. So to me, that's where But I'm going with coach Kyle Shanahan as the offensive mastermind. I think they learned the last couple of years that they're this close. And I don't think Brock Purdy is the answer, but I think their defense and their pressure is going to be the answer. And I think the movement of the offense is going to help them. It, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Just small, rinky-dink plays. And I think that's why the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this game. So I'm I'm picking San Francisco and Cincinnati, a rematch of, I believe, the 80s Super Bowl. I can't remember which one that was. But I, I'm going yeah. San Francisco and uh, Cincinnati. And I think those two teams have learned from their faults the last couple of years and their failures the last couple of years. 
I mean, uh, the lot. I mean, these two teams met twice: uh, Bengals and 49ers. Uh, one, I think, the last time they met was Super Bowl 23. That was uh, in the 1980. Uh, Joe Montana. Late, yeah, I was gonna say it's the late uh, 1980s when uh, Montana and I believe got to think Walsh was probably still the coach. Probably. Oh yeah, Walsh. that one. That makes sense. Uh, what was it? And then they also met in Super Bowl 16. So they met twice. And uh, yep. I believe that one was in the Silverdome. But I would – and maybe there's a report that Jimmy G comes back this weekend. But if they win, there's another report that Jimmy G could be back for the Super Bowl. Well, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have uh, no. another quarterback come in. And then you're like, well, let's make the change. I mean, sort of what Alabama did where uh, when – what was it? I, when either Tua or Jalen was struggling, they just threw the other one in. And then I think it was Tua because then we ended up beating Georgia. Yep. So, um, so you're going Cincinnati and Philly. I'm going Cincinnati and San Francisco. So yeah, that Philly game will decide it. Yep, as always. And then if so, if you do win, then literally the Super Bowl would be our deciding game. If when we would have to take the separate sides. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's that. Um. As always on the show, we always do on this day in sports history. So uh, a lot of interesting things today. Speaking of 1983 tennis great, Bjorn Borg announces his retirement at age 26. He won the Wimbledon. Uh, he won the Wimbledon five times, and he also won the French Open six times. But he was only 26. That's crazy. You can retire at 26. I want to retire that age. Um. Also in tennis history, Yvonne Lendy scores 6-4-6-4-6-2 win over American John McEnroe to claim back-to-back ATP Masters Grand Prix tennis titles at the Madison Square Garden Arena in New York City. Um, As we move forward, 1984, Hulk Hogan defeats Iron Sheik to win his first WWF title at Madison Square Garden in New York. (laughs) Because this weekend is also, by the way, uh, the Royal Rumble, one of my favorite uh, um, pay-per-views to watch. I'm a huge WWE fan, so I, I have no problem saying that. Uh, what else we got? Lots of NFC Championship game and AFC Championship games. Uh, 94, the Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs 30-13. And the, their fourth or fifth time going to the Super Bowl. Also, by the way, same day, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Niners 38-21 in the NFC Championship game. Imagine that. How about this? 1998, Michael Jordan scores in double figures for the 800th consecutive game and a 198 overtime win over the New Jersey. And he adds 40 more double figure scoring games to his NBA record before retiring for the second time in 1998. A few more AFC Championship games. Tennessee beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 33-14. That was that amazing run that Tennessee had. And also, by the way, speaking of the the Sean King as that quarterback, you would probably be wondering, well, who were they playing against? Well, it was the uh, St. Louis Rams beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 11-6. Yeah, that was Kurt Warner. Yep, his first one. Uh, 2005 
Patriots beat the Steelers 41 to 27. I remember that game. Also on the same day, the Eagles beat the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 10. Uh, 2011, the Jets lost. Oh, I remember watching that game. It was tough to watch. Uh, lost to the Steelers in 2011, and the Bears lost to the Packers 2011. That was that uh, NFL Super Bowl that you were talking about. Yep, the last, last time. Least. Yeah, the last time Aaron Rodgers actually went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> You're still upset about that. It's funny. Uh, second to last one, 2015, uh, Golden State, Clay Thompson scores the most NBA points in a quarter and most three-pointers in a quarter in Warriors' 126-101 win over the Sacramento Kings. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, he only took three dribbles in that quarter. I mean, I feel like I remember that game because I remember, like, Clay Thompson going off in one game where he just got so many points. I mean... The Warriors, again, one of the dominant teams in the NBA, they their own dynasty and what they've been able to accomplish. Yep. Last but not least, 2018 LeBron James becomes the seventh and youngest at 33 years of age to reach 30,000 NBA mile uh, NBA point milestone during a 114-102 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. That was when he was with the Cleveland. Oh, wait, no, he was with the LA uh, Lakers at that point. Huh. He lost this first. Imagine that. <laughs> and honorable mention, Buffalo wide receiver Gabriel Davis scores an NFL playoff record four touchdowns in the Bills' epic loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's playoff divisional round in Arrowhead Stadium, 42-36. And that right there is On This Day in Sports History, brought to you by OnThisDay.com. All right. So... Now we have our quote of the day. This one came from uh, Parade.com, and uh, this quote is uh, from Michael Altshuler, or Altshuler? Altshuler, I think it's Altshuler. Um, (laughs) Oh, he's already butchering stuff. We need to get him off. (laughs) uh, the, The quote is, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. So... As always, you got to think, I mean, sometimes life goes fast with jobs, different responsibilities, being a parent or whatever you may have in your life. So just enjoy the moments and take time with uh, everything you know, because by the time you realize it, I mean, you're going to be looking back on it sooner rather than later. But uh, Mm -hmm. so once again, a quote from Michael Altshuler is the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. And that was from the, uh, parade.com. And that was for the quote of the day. There you go. Well, that's going to do it again for episode 14 of the midday matter sports podcast. We'll uh, come back and on the next episode, we're actually going to preview this, uh, this rule matchup, which is crazy to think. And then we'll finally start talking about the NBA. Uh, it is. I mean, it's, Almost All-Star Weekend, which means it's actually starting to heat up, which is always fun. So uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Of course, college basketball, we'll be doing our um, our picks on that. Eventually, we will stop talking about the NFL, but NFL is just too easy to talk about right now. So, uh, yeah, that was that. But again, thank you for listening, wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether it be Apple, Google, wherever. And uh, until next time.